Welcome to Shining Bright with Serene Grace. Over the next hour, Serene, together with her guests, will inspire you to expand your mind, body, and spirit, and transform yourself. Now, here is your host, Serene Grace. Blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Shining Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Today, I have a wonderful guest who I have known since high school, and his name is Philip Nguyen, a.k.a. Wisdom of the Master. He is here to grace us with his presence for today's show called How to Graduate from the School of Life. Philip Nguyen is a spiritual teacher with a Bachelor's of Science in Computer Science and has a Master in Business Administration in Marketing. He constantly strives to teach, guide, motivate, and develop ways to help people master both their human and spiritual sides of life. Under the tutelage of teachers in the physical and higher worlds who train with Tibetan masters, he loves to share his wisdom and knowledge to everyone who desires to become the better version of themselves. Within this episode, my guest, Philip Wynn, will be discussing his spiritual teachings and the concept of the afterlife. Now, I'd like to welcome my guest, Philip Wynn. Hi, Serene. Namaste. Namaste, Philip. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Philip, I'm excited for the today's show. We're going to be talking about your spiritual teachings and the concepts of the afterlife. And folks, I have to say, he is a special guest that goes all the way back with me from high school. He graduated with me in the class of 1995, so we definitely have a lot of history together. And Philip, you know, having you on the show, please tell me a little bit about yourself, along with your education and professional background. Well, I uh, went through about seven years worth of school, and and most of it to focus on uh, video game development and retail, because I love that stuff so much. And I, I did open a few stores, and I uh, had a you know a video game development team. Now, however, because of that, you know you know how the universe works. Uh, it made me go into the spiritual side of my life, and when I encountered many people every single day in a, a local military fort, and also my stores, talking and and having these conflicts a lot of times, but also uh, discovering new things about the spiritual side of life. And that made me refocus my life on teaching. Now, back then, I, you know, people knew me as a, as a guy who walked around with three different Bibles. And uh, one of the Bibles is just for me to read. The second one is to highlight and you know, take notes. The third one is interesting because it has only Hebrew and Greek. The Old Testament, of course, is Hebrew, and the new one is in Greek. And that helped me understand translations so much better because the uh, English Bible always has been mistranslated throughout history. And, uh, you know, it helped me discover my truth, and it helped me stay so well um, and resonated me, you know, in the spiritual life. And it pretty much took over. That's wonderful. And I got to say, a lot of people don't realize there's different versions of the Bible. And 
When I used to work in Washington, D.C., I used to work for the International Trade Commission, and right across her with it was this museum called the Museum of the Bible. And before it was built, it used to be the Washington Design Center for interior decorators from all over the world. And then Hobby Lobby bought that building, and then, like I said, they created the Museum of the Bible. And in that museum, it takes about eight to nine days to go for it all because it talks about the rich culture of how the Bible developed through the centuries and there's different versions of it, like you said. And I think that's wonderful. Ah, yes, yes. Right. And uh, and I've, I've read pretty much um, every version of the Bible. And uh, there, there are just, you know, so many differences in each translation. And, and people just don't get it. Bible, the Bible itself has so many problems. It, you know, it's got mistranslations, yes, but also it's got many layers that people don't understand. And, and you know, you don't really understand the Bible until you know these different layers. And you can't understand these layers until you, what, transcend your current spiritual uh, consciousness, meaning that uh, you, you have to go deeper, understanding of life and the universe. Philip, you have an extraordinary spiritual background. How do you define your spirituality? How did you become awakened and respond to your calling? Who are your influencers to help shape your spirituality today? The, uh, the first answer I'm going to give you about spirituality is light and love. Now that means light is referring to your soul because your soul is the fragment of God. That's who you are. Now love refers to the creation because without love, there is no creation. Everything that you see, everything that you do in life, the, the blueprints of life itself is love. And that's why every time when I greet people, uh, a lot of times I say light and love. And that's, that's the foundation of everything that I teach. Everything that I talk about comes from this. And love is energy and motion, right? Yes, absolutely. It's, it stands for energy and motion because energy is always in motion. And it can only be transformed to something else. Energy cannot be taken away, cannot be destroyed. It can only be moved and transformed to something else through your consciousness. Everything in this universe is made from consciousness. You are living in the mind of God, literally. Okay, so you asked about the uh, spiritual awakenings that I went through. And, and what happened? How did I get there? Well, let's go back to the Bible things that I talked about. Three Bibles I carry with me. I studied so hard. I worked so hard. And, you know, through dreams and visions, because, you know, with, with my focus on these things, on the spiritual things, my, my studying, God uh, gave me these dreams and visions and, and told me exactly my path. And because of this, this was my first spiritual awakening. Remember, a spiritual awakening is very profound. No words can describe what it is. 
it, it upgrades you from a human being to something much greater, faster, stronger, lots more wisdom, lots more knowledge about life. And the, the way you function, the way you do things, the way you speak to people, the way you think, every aspect of your life changes when you have a spiritual awakening. Now, in 2014, I, uh, because of all this, I attracted a spiritual master into my life. And he was wonderful. He taught me two years worth of, you know, incredible things about the universe, about the physical life and about sacred geometry, about the blueprints of life, where we came from. And uh, he taught me one of the greatest skills that I learned from him. It was called cosmic grace. Cosmic grace means that you meditate, and then you connect your own consciousness, not, not the human conscious, your, your true connection to the mind of God, and you connect it to the grid of the universe. I also refer to as Christ consciousness. Yes. The Christ consciousness is a little bit more well-known. And what it is is the galaxy itself that we live in. Basically, that's what it is. All the collective knowledge and wisdom from the galaxy itself locally is called the Christ consciousness. Christ is not referring to, well, I mean, like say Christ Jesus, the reason why we call him Christ Jesus, because he is the embodiment, listen carefully, the embodiment of the galaxy itself. So, so beautiful. I hope you understand that. Now, the Christ is, again, the mind of God in the galaxy itself. And when you, everybody has it, believe it or not. Everybody has the Christ consciousness, but it's not awakened. Because remember, inside of you, in your heart, has the entire universe. And when you awaken the Christ consciousness, that's what the cosmic grace does. As you awaken the Christ consciousness, you have full contact with the mind of God in the galaxy itself. Just imagine that. That's wonderful. And that is spiritually uplifting. Let me ask you, did you have any other awakenings, uh, especially during the pandemic? Yes. Uh, during, during the pandemic, something very extraordinary happened. What happened was that, I'm not going to say this, my mom passed away during the pandemic. And of course, it, uh, it created me uh, a mindset. Of course, you know, as a human, it created a mindset where you're uh, down, you, you, you're trying to figure out what's going on. It's, it's, a, it's a shock to the system. But what happened was that uh, during that time, I, uh, I encountered, you know, a musician. And the musician, you know, I, I love her singing. And what happened was that I refocused my life onto something else as supporting uh, someone's dreams and goals. And during the process of me supporting, uh, you know, this musician, her, her voice was incredible. 
And during this process, her voice allowed me to trigger something in me. Her sound frequency changed something in me, in my own mind consciousness. And it, it opened something, a hidden potential that I didn't know before. And the, uh, the potential was that I was able to directly connect with God, with your creator, high source, almost instantaneously, the will of God. When the will of God comes to me, I understand, and then I take action, and I do it like that. Philip, you are a teacher on spirituality. What are your spiritual teachings reflected on? I would say growth and evolution. God has this law called the law of evolution. And people should always focus on growing every day. See, when you came to this life, your purpose is to have a human experience. You are a spiritual being in a human experience. And then after your experience, you're going to bring that physical life experience and understanding back to God. And in fact, while you're here, you're going to upload those experiences in real time, every single moment of your life. Now, when you come back to a high level, because that's just what you're doing. In the physical life, you keep ascending back to high and high divinity, and eventually you get back to God, himself, herself. And with that said, there's different manifestations of God that can happen in someone's spiritual evolution. Like to be human, angels, teachers, devils, paradise, sons. What does that mean? Yes, uh, God, from the very highest, always have these different manifestations. That's, that's, that's how you became a human in the first place. And the... Uh, you, you can become, you know, manifest into different incarnations, such as, you know, ghosts and gods. Yes, you can manifest, become a god. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. And, you know, there's angels and the paradise suns. The paradise suns are actually very high up there uh, around God the sevenfold, which we'll probably touch a little bit later on. And uh, right after God's sevenfold is the Paradise Sons. And the Paradise Sons is based on something called the Sons of God. Philip, recently you have been discussing the various stages of death, which is connected to the afterlife. Please tell me the framework of this concept. Yes. Now, remember, every single action, every thought that you have, everything that you do in life reflects upon your life mission and every everything that happens in life the circumstances that go to you they are your lessons and these lessons these challenges even will help you go through these seven stages of life everybody goes through the seven stages of life ooh the seven stages of life is that connected to the seven main chakras of our body Yes, absolutely. The, of course, the seven uh, main chakras in your body are the energy vortexes. 
uh, from the bottom to the top. And it's uh, the seven stages of life are exactly appended to those chakras. I developed this uh, seven stage based on that. The, uh, the stages of life, going from the physical aspects of life, stages one through four, and then you have the spiritual side of life, stages five through seven. And a lot of people, you know, they, they get stuck. They get stuck in the, the first two stages. That, that's, I would say, about 90 to 95% of the population. And then the rest of the, you know, will, will get stuck again in stages three and four in their life. And then what happens? They have to die and then they have to come back and continue where they left off. And of course, the ideal is to reach stage seven. And stage seven is the, uh, it's kind of like, Going through, this is the score of life. And if, if you get to stage seven, it's pretty much you are finished with life itself. It's, it's, it's kind of like making a very high grade in your, in your class. So are, is it like elementary, middle, and high school, and then go off to college? It wouldn't go that far. No? Yeah, school of life is kind of like going from elementary to middle school if you graduate from this life. Now, uh, if you make to at least stage five, and we will talk a little bit more later, that that itself will help you graduate. That's the key, stage five. That's when you hit the, the, the first part of your life where you are truly spiritual. You are done with the physical things. When I look at number five, I always feel like five is the number that represents the divine, divine will, divine purpose. So I'm all divine. I made it to the divine other side. Yeah, exactly. The uh, stage five, the number five, is called unity consciousness. Your mind is directly one with the creator. I always say it's like returning to oneness. But I always think as... When we come into existence, we are a spark of the this beautiful canvas of we call the universe or God, but it's all interconnected in its way. And I think a lot of the spiritual lessons is how we learn about interconnectedness that comes back to where we all started as one. Right. the uh, The concept of being one with with all things. There's only one person in this universe. And you are a fragment, I said before, a fragment of God. It's kind of like the, uh, the discussion of the ocean itself. If you take a cup and you go to the ocean and you dip the cup into the ocean and you have a little water in the cup, the ocean is God and the water in the cup is still God, just a smaller version of it. And you are the water in the cup. And that's why you are one. I'm God. Yes, you are. And God is of me. Yeah, it might be a smaller version of right. God. Right. But you have all the powers, all the attributes of God. That's wonderful. And that's spiritually uplifting to know that. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's the, the biggest life lesson, I would say, in order for you to understand once you reach stage five. Is oneness with the universe, oneness with God. 
and we're one up with God too. Philip, death is a part of the cycle of life. Humanity wants to cheat death, as in try and become more immortal within this reality, like living longer. Why is death an important part of the cycle of life? You know what? Everything is a cycle in life. You know, if, if you want to look at it, okay, life is cycle. Life and then death. Life and death. That's reincarnation. The, uh, the entire planet goes through cycles. The entire solar system, galaxy, universe itself goes through cycles. And it's always about this understanding of creation and destruction. The, uh, the cycles of all these vast things I just mentioned about the universe is called a yuga. And you have, like, uh, if you want to understand the, uh, the cycles of the Earth, is that every 25,000 years or so, there's a big change on Earth. It's like a big event. I'm, I'm sure you heard a little bit about that, about how the planet goes through these cycles. It's the same thing with the, the microcosm of a human being. That's why you experience life and death. Now, in, in this discussion of, uh, of the afterlife, of how to graduate from the school of life, this will help you break that cycle of life. And you're saying, well, isn't it a bad thing to break the cycle of life? In order to move on, to evolve yourself, you do have to break the cycle of life. And when I think about that, it's like, it's okay to take a detour. Yeah. And in fact, we're going to talk about your vacation time after this life in just a moment. But right now, yeah, taking a detour. If you don't take a detour, then you're not going to learn much because the cycle of life is what? Repeating itself. Yeah, you continue, you know, where you left off a little bit, but mostly it's repeating yourself. It's like a petrine cycle where it's just, it's like Groundhog Day. It keeps repeating itself, repeating itself. And that's where you come with karmic lessons, karmic relationship when you come back different lifetimes that sometimes can carry over into a current lifetime. And with that said, until you ascend or awaken, you can break that cycle, especially to liberate yourself back to your higher self, would you say? Yeah. And that's the only way to get back to God. The cycle of life is to teach you a big lesson. Like you said, karma. Karma comes back to you, consequences, that you discover what you did, fixing mistakes, move on. Once you do all that through the cycles of life, then you have to evolve into the next ascension. And then you go through another cycle of life. Yes, you're going to keep going. More cycles. Just like a, you know, a hamster on the wheel. But then a hamster what? Gets tired. He knows he's done with this mess. Then he gets off the wheel. That's, not, that's the way it works. Talk about doing circles around God, right? <laughs> or God doing circles around you, right? Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, you, you got to go through circles around God and, and vice versa. And that's, that's what God wants you to do. Uh, it's, it's, it's part of a, a lesson that you will understand as you go through your spiritual awakenings. And uh, that, that's a part of the universe's language, too. 
the circle. And uh, you're going to go from one circle, it's a spiral. If you look at the entire galaxy, at the solar system, you don't have to, you know, the solar system itself has a spiral where all these planets revolve around the sun. I've heard about that. It's pretty neat. And and the sun revolves around a bigger body. And also DNA has a spiral effect too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if you you know about a little bit about your spine, your your DNA structure has a spiral, yes, but your spine has something we call the, the kundalini that goes up the spine mm. in a spiral. It does. Mm. And if anyone had a kundalini effect, they'd know it's a very um, burning manifestation of great awakening. Everyone has a different experience of doing it, having kundalini. I had a kundalini after my brain surgery. And it definitely mm-hmm. can really in tune you to awaken that spiritual side to a different level of consciousness. But that's the purpose of the Kundalini. You have to have it go in a spiral up your spine and reaches the different chakras we mentioned earlier. Yes. And when it, when it reaches those chakras, it's going to make your dormant energy vortex become bigger, into a bigger spiral. Like your, your energy vortex, your chakras are also spirals. And folks, let me explain about chakras. You know, as a Reiki practitioner, there are seven main chakras, and there's also other chakras, but the seven main ones that we talk about is one called the root chakra, which is on the base of the spine or where your feet are anchored in Mother Earth. Sacral chakra is by where your um, female or male organs are. Your solar plex chakra, where your stomach region is located. Your heart chakra, where your heart is located, your throat chakra, where you speak, you know, where you, your vocals are, your third eye chakra, which is between your brows, and then your crown chakra, which is your skull, that brings in divine information. Would you say so? Yes, the, uh, the chakras allows you to go through your seven stages of life. Every time when you reach a certain stage, like I said before, the first four stages, which is from the bottom to the, to, to the heart chakra that uh, Serene mentioned. And when you reach a certain stage, that chakra opens up. And not only is your life changing based on that new stage of development, but your chakra is open and it will help you flow through that stage, through your life at that point. Now, we are going to take a brief intermission. I am Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I shall return after a few commercial breaks. Ready to shift your outlook and find your shining purpose in life? Are you seeking to empower yourself and create a positive impact within today's world? Everyone has a sparkle within them that has a divine imprint to follow with free will and choices, along with divine guidance. These factors together will help you on the journey of life and lead to awakening the inner you that can shape your future in an empowering way. Join our host, Shining Bright, with Serene Grace, with each episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and start the journey today. 
You are listening to Shining Bright with Serene Grace. We hope you're ready to transform yourself and awaken the inner you. Now, back to the show with Serene. Welcome back, everyone. I am Shining Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Power Channel. Now, let's return to my guest, Philip Wynn. Philip, when a person dies, what does a person see when crossing over the veil or the other side? What are your thoughts based on your teachings? Death is something I call the final exam in life. You go through the school of life, you know, throughout your life. Then, when you pass away, it's time to take your final exam. And we're going to talk about, you know, how to pass that. It's so very important because if you don't pass it, then you're going to have to reincarnate back into another life. That could be another physical life, a human being on Earth or another planet. That could be uh, a lower type of human, like a, a caveman, a brute type of human. Could be an animal, and we, you know, we can talk about that a little bit. And it, it can be a asura, which is a god type. And it's all based on how the choices that you make right after you pass away. The, at the moment of death, it, it, listen carefully. At the moment of death, you actually leave from uh, one part of your body, your physical body, one of the chakras we mentioned earlier. And if, depending on what stage you got to in your life, the seven stages, that's where you're going to leave from. So if you got stuck in the first couple of stages, you're going to leave from, say, the second chakra. And if you say you got to stage five in life, your soul will leave from the fifth chakra, which is the throat chakra. Why, why, do, why does that matter at all? Because when you go into the Afterlife, right after your final exam, that's where you're going to be placed. They're going to put a check mark on where you left from what chakra. Okay? And that's so important in the, in the afterlife. After you go through your death process and then you go to the paradise. That's what I'm talking about when I say the fourth dimension after you go. It's paradise. It's not heaven yet, but it's a place for you to get ready for your next evolution. What exactly happens at the moment there? Yes. What does happen? Do you see that white light that everyone mentions when they have a life after death experience? As soon as you uh, pass away, you're going to have a few moments of complete darkness. It's, it's like there's no light whatsoever. It's kind of like when you are born into this world in your mother's womb, you're going to have complete darkness in your mother's womb, and then when you are born, you're going to have light again. And that's the same thing as death. You're going to have complete darkness, not very long, just seconds, 10 to 20 seconds. Then the transition moves on to you are going to be in a world called limbo. And then limbo is the world between Earth 
the physical world and the fourth dimension, paradise. So it's in between. And in, in that world, you, you still see all the stuff happening on earth. If you're in the hospital, you're going to be in the hospital. If you're at home, you're going to be at home. You're going to still see people. You just can't interact with them. But as soon as you get to that limbo world, you're going to see a bluish-white light. The bluish-white light surrounds you in a 360-degree area. You get to see ahead of you and behind you and everywhere around. Your vision changes to a full circle. This bluish-white light is God. It is your soul. You are looking at yourself. And in this first day, when you go through the um, the uh, days in the afterlife, it's the same time as the earth days. So it's the exact same, same timing. So at that moment, when you see the bluish-white light and you accept what it is, like I said, as God, and you know what it is, and you you want to go into it. You, you want to focus onto it and be one with light. And as soon as you do that, you're going to whisper away to paradise. And is that, is that like passing the final exam? Yes. If you do that, you pass the final exam. It's very easy. But remember, the bluish-white light is incredible. It's God. So a lot of people, when they see this light, they don't recognize what it is. They are afraid what it is. They're going to ignore it. A bunch of people, over 90% of the population, will ignore this light. If Now, doing this light will only show up for a limited amount of time. Depends on your life in the physical. If you are very spiritual, it will stay for a long period of time. But if you are not kind of average, kind of normal, the light will stay for about 20 minutes time, which is the time for you to eat a meal. If you are very negative and very hateful and very angry in your life, you just hate everybody, then the light will stay very short, probably within four to five minutes. So it's really based on your consciousness at that time and what you have learned through life and if you are highly spiritual in life, let's say you reach stage five, six, or seven, then the light will stay much longer. It can even stay there for days. So you can just sit there and meditate. It just won't go away. What happens if the light disappears? When it disappears, don't get scared. It will show up again on the second day. Now, on the second day, it's a little different. It, it kind of, you know, it looks like it's in a tunnel. Everything is dark around you, and then straight ahead is the light. Now, on the second day, the light stays a little shorter. I would say about half of the time as before. The way you go into this light is you walk towards the light, and then you do the same thing. You accept it. You merge with the light. On the, if it disappears again, I don't know why you would ignore it on the second day, but if you did, it will show up on the third day even shorter. So you're going to have less and less opportunity within the first three days. So on the, on the third day, it will disappear very quickly. 
And if you ignore it, it's pretty much gone. So you got the three days. Now you're going to transition over to the first seven days, including the three days. Okay, I got to say something. If you miss the light in the first three days, it's okay. I'm going to show you how to pass this exam in another way. It's going to be a total of 49 days. Now, if you went to light initially, then you don't have to worry about the rest of the 49 days. So if you missed the light before, within the first seven days, you're going to encounter very strange things. This is where it gets weird. Because remember, it's a test. It's going to get very weird, and you have to know what you're doing, and you have to stay calm and be peaceful at all times. The first thing that's going to happen on the fourth day is a, a giant, beautiful, angelic being will show up. And he or she is tall as a mountain. You're going to have to look up. And at the same time, there's also a short little being that uh, looks like a, a goblin. And what's going to happen here is each being will come with a different light. Let's say it could, the, the tall, giant, angelic, beautiful being that comes with a blue light. And the light's very, very bright. It's bright as the sun, if not more. Now, the, the design of this is that the, the light will be so bright, you're not going to look at it, and you don't care, and it's just too much. The, the, the little being will come with the light as well. And it's going to be a dull, it's going to be a very dim light. And uh, generally, it's a, a direct opposite. Where if it's a blue light, it's, it's, it's going to be like a little green light or a little white light. Now, here's, here's the key. You either accept the, the bright light or you accept the dim, dull light. But you must, you must accept the bright light. No matter what it is, no matter how powerful it is and how, how you feel about it, you must accept it. You must go into it. And as soon as you do that, you get whisked away into paradise, just like before. But if you accept the dim light, you're going to automatically get reincarnated. When it comes to paradise, everyone has a different definition of what it looks like. What are your thoughts? Put it this way. Paradise is 100 times better than physical life. Both in the niceties of people, people are very nice and beautiful uh, based on their uh, inner concept of themselves and then it shows up right away on their face. But 100 times also means that it's a beautiful, beautiful place beyond your imagination. Doesn't look quite as good as heaven, but it, you know, it, it's, uh, it's so lovely, you're gonna pretty much forget about your physical life. Let's get back. The, the, the seven days, all seven days, you will see these super mighty beings, very beautiful, and you must go into the bright light. Now, the following seven days, it's going to be similar, but, you know, there's going to be uh, irony to it, where the super beings are extremely violent and ugly looking. They will still come with these bright lights, along with another dim door light, 
with the little beings. But here's the catch. The super beings, not only do they have the bright light that, you know, scares you away, but they are crazy, violent, and ugly. They might have three heads. They might have blood coming down their own body. They're going to have these violent depictions. Now, the, the reason why they, they do that is that, you know, most people, if not everybody, will run away. That's not what you want to do. You want to calm yourself, close your eyes if you have to, and, and, and know that that super ugly being is an angel in disguise. And so if you, you pray, if you have to, say, I know who you are. I know you're trying to test me. And please help me transcend this place. And I merge into your bright, beautiful light. And then you'll be whisked away. Now, in between all these different days and in between these big events, you, you're going to have kind of a life. You're going to meet people who just passed away like you. You're going to meet animals. Now, here's the important thing. You should not interact with people and especially the animals. Because the people are already very negative, and at this point in your afterlife, they are lost. They're going to be extremely scared and afraid, and it's just the negativity is going to rub off on you, and you shouldn't be doing that. You should be focused on yourself at this point. And the animals, if you interact with them, you'll be reincarnated into, into a very low consciousness, including an animalistic form, like that one you just touched, the, the one you're just trying to pet. So stay away from anything. And the life in limbo, you, your body is very light. It's, it's, uh, the, the body looks just like your physical body, might be a little taller, might be a little wider. But the body is so light that you can jump high up into the sky and you probably enjoy yourself and play around but that, that's not the point. The point here is to pass your test. And you need to focus on these bright lights. No matter, here's, here's a very important tip. No matter what you did in this afterlife in the 49 days total, always follow the brightest light you can find. And you will go to paradise. If for some reason you still didn't go into any of the bright lights, then you will still be there in limbo for another additional 22 days. It's called the 22 days of misery or peace. And when I say misery, you're talking about all the bad things that you've seen on Earth, such as uh, natural disasters, very, very deep depression, people showing up, very sad, uh, violence, death and so many bad things. And you see those things in the 22 days. Now, if you uh, were very peaceful, very loving in your life before in the physical, then you will see peace in those 22 days. Anytime in, in those complete 49 days that you um, just want to get out of there, all you got to do is close your eyes, meditate or pray, uh, Envision your, your angel 
or your teachers such as uh, Master Jesus or the Buddha, God, anything like that, and you have great peace, and you understand what's going on, you will automatically whisper away to paradise, like I said before. You finished. You don't even have to go to any of the lights to tell you the truth. The truth is, is you just have to focus on and be calm. Don't ever be afraid and, and pray and you will finish your final exam. That's wonderful. Now, why are people not as prepared for death in today's societies? What are some of the cultural differences of how people prepare to bury a loved one? You know, this kind of information should be taught in schools. In fact, it was taught in schools over 6,000 years ago. And uh, it was uh, mostly in Egypt. And then a lot of the teachers migrated to other parts like Tibet and India, a little bit in Europe. Now, what, uh, what a lot of cultures don't realize is that death should be a celebration. Your birthday is a celebration of you coming here, but there's a celebration of death because you have gone through a full lifetime of experience. And indeed, you gain lots of knowledge. Even if it's a short time, you gain a lot. One lifetime here is like training in, in the high worlds for a hundred to a thousand years. That's crazy, right? And the uh, death celebration, like I say in India, it, uh, it helps your soul move on. Because you, when you are sad, when people here are still alive, sad, it will affect your um, life in the afterlife, in the limbo, and you will, can't move on. You can get stuck. But when they have a celebration in life, you're going to feel happy. You're glad that your physical life has been completed, and now it's time to move on. Philip, what are the important lessons for a person living today to learn about death and the afterlife? When you become a person in life who are very caring, very compassionate, and kind, it allows your mind to be extremely peaceful, right? Because you have no regrets. That will affect what happens in the afterlife when you pass away. Throughout this whole show, we've been talking about the 49 days afterlife. And if your mind is at that point, and then you pass away, you will see nothing scary. You see nothing demonic. It's going to be so easy for you. That's, that's the absolute reason why you guys be kind. Just got to be a nice person, right? That's the way to do it. And after you finish your final exam and go to paradise, you're going to have a graduation party. Woohoo! A graduation party. You got that right. This party is awesome. Will there be a prom afterwards, too? If you want to. Okay. If you want to, that's the key. Hey. Now, there's going to be thousands of people there. 
this party is different from your physical graduation party, where it's only about you. It's not anybody else who's graduating at that point. And another cool thing is that there are going to be four powerful beings. I call them the masters. Uh, up there on the stage, they're very big. Okay, and so don't be afraid. Go up to them, and they're going to give you presents. They are each one of them will give you golden trophies uh, of what you succeeded in life. That's going to be awesome. And then get this: you're going to have angels singing to you at the party, and that song is going to be for you. Not anybody else. It's for you and your life. And I gotta make sure I have a、uh, a speech prepared for accepting my awards. If you want to. Okay. The、um, the people there is is gonna want you to talk a little bit, for sure. Is you you mastered life in, in, uh, to a certain point, so show your wisdom on, on the stage. So yes, you can make a speech if you want. <laughs> Peace and love, folks. Peace and love. Philip, how would you define your path in the future? Where do you see yourself with your spiritual teachings? I'm always growing as a spiritual teacher and as a human at the same time, and that is again the law of evolution, the law of expansion. You always got to be growing as a teacher. That's what I'm doing every day. Like tomorrow, I'm gonna teach. And show you something at a high level, because I never stop, and you shouldn't stop either. You know, the the、uh, universe is just a very small, tiny portion of the grand scheme of things. You got the super universe, the grand, the master, the central universe. There are 352 levels when you get back to the original creator, and each level. Has thirteen dimensions, and thirteen dimensions is an entire universe. Aren't we tiny? So you can imagine, you have a long, long ways to go. So do I. We're always learning. So the first stage to becoming a better teacher is humility. That's that's what I'm doing right now. Is staying humble and always learning. Every single day, I agree on that one to stay grounded and、um, humble. It's humble pie, but to be humble、um, keeps you grounded to tap into your higher awareness to continue your spiritual enlightenment and advancement. You would say, yes, that's、uh, that's the key. Is when you are. Stuck, me being a teacher, I get stuck in my knowledge and wisdom, and that keeps me humble. And、I、say, "Woo, I need to like keep going somehow." That's that. That allows me to continue to discover about myself and keep going, keep going, ascending up to the higher plateaus of consciousness. Highway to heaven, folks. So, Phil, how can people contact you to learn more about your spiritual teachings? I'm on YouTube. My channel is called Wisdom of the Master. 
You can also visit my Facebook and Instagram under my name, uh, Philip Nguyen, and Philip Nguyen 33, respectively. Right now, I have over 60 videos on YouTube, so, and I update every Saturday. So there are plenty of topics for you to choose from. If you have a specific question, you can just contact me on email, wisdomofthemaster at gmail.com. Bill, we're about to come to the end of the show. Do you have any last sparkle tips you'd like to share with the world that can leave a positive sparkle? Well, in your everyday life, always choose your actions and thoughts with love and not fear. Those are only two types of actions you can pick from. If you choose fear, it will only lead to anger, lust, and hatred. Keep doing this until the day you finish this life and take your final exam. You will pass with flying colors without even trying. Thank you, Philip, for being on my show. It was such a great pleasure to learn from you today. I look forward to having you back on my show in the future. So everyone, look out for Philip. He shall return. Light and love to you, Philip. And again, thank you for gracing me with your positive presence. Thank you, Serene. I love being here. Namaste. Namaste to you, too. I am Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until next time, namaste and have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shining Bright with Serene Grace. We hope we have inspired you today and helped you on your journey to awaken the inner you, the empowered you. Until we talk again, have an enlightening week. 